Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Maple and Ash is a high-end steakhouse on the near north side that got millions of dollars in federal pandemic relief funds. Now the restaurant's owners are being sued for alleged fraud. Investors in the eatery say the founders used the money on a Learjet, country club fees, and other personal expenses. The money in question comes from the Paycheck Protection Program, $7.6 million. The goal of PPP loans was to help businesses keep workers employed during COVID-19, But we've seen example after example of PPP fraud across the country. The founders of Maple and Ash deny all wrongdoing. WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mahalopoulos tells us that in a city known for its steakhouses, this one does its best to stand out from the crowd. It is a place that is the number one highest grossing restaurant in Chicago, fourth highest grossing restaurant in the country. That's according to the restaurant business trade publication Uh, They have another outpost in Arizona in Scottsdale, uh, and that was 12th in the national rankings for highest grossing restaurants in 2022. Wow. 220 employees at the Chicago location in the Gold Coast with an average monthly payroll of $748,695. And that is um, uh, over in the Gold Coast um, uh, for several years now, almost 10 years, I think it's it's been there. Yeah. Huge operation, of course. And we know restaurants, especially top tier restaurants like this one, they're going to need a lot of money to, to get off the ground. Right. And investors, they're often the ones stepping up with some of the funds. Right. There's been a, a variety of um, investors in Maple and Ash, um, and uh, some of them, uh, I describe them as estranged investors. Yeah. What um, do you mean by that? Well, there were the two founders um, who sued each other, but then there's a whole other group of investors um, that come into play with this lawsuit where the PPP allegations have surfaced. They put in $3 million approximately to start Maple and Ash in the Gold Coast. A few years later, they put in $3 million to expand to Arizona, they start feeling that they're not getting the sort of uh, dividends that their investment merits, particularly considering that, as we've said, this is a highly successful restaurant. Mm -hmm. They ask for more documents and they, um, you know, they end up in in, in a variety of lawsuits that have been consolidated now into the one that we're talking about here, where these allegations of uh, PPP fraud have surfaced. Yeah, let's dig into that. What are the exact allegations in the lawsuit? So the exact allegations are that we have this program, right, this massive federal program that was approved by Congress and by then President Trump at the very beginning of the pandemic. So three and a half years ago now, Mm -hmm. and there were various tranches, as they call them, of basically massive amounts of money, probably an unprecedented amount of federal spending for a program of this nature, you know, going back to the New Deal, you know, nearly 100 years ago. And all these businesses, small and large, it's run through the Small Business Administration, but we now know a lot of very big, you know, publicly traded, very successful corporations got money to. And it's supposed to help, as the name implies, um, you know, 
keep people on the payroll at a time when there were lockdowns, when there right. were closures, where businesses were affected in a variety of ways that we all recall, um, even if it feels like a million years ago. Uh, this program has been uh, hit with a lot of fraud, and this is what they're alleging here in the lawsuit. And I, I repeat, it's these are allegations in a civil lawsuit. They Do they are, have proof to, to back up their claims? They say they have smoking gun proof. They say that in the course of the litigation, according to these court records that we just obtained last week, uh, they have claimed that the plaintiffs in the lawsuit, the estranged investors, that their money, instead of going toward what it was supposed to go for, which is this uh, payroll and, um, and for their employees, essentially, uh, it's been pocketed by the management company, by the investors who were in control of the day-to-day operations of the restaurant, which they deny. Uh, you know, the, the defendants in this case heatedly deny these charges, and there have been no criminal charges, we should make clear. Um, this is different from some of the criminal cases we're hearing about. But uh, the allegations uh, in their nature are similar, that, that money is being deviated from uh, where it's supposed to go, where the government intended to go as pandemic relief is going uh, for into people's pockets. And there were all sorts of receipts in there. How did WBEZ and the Sun-Times obtain those receipts? So they did not want us, and by extension you, the audience, to know about this. Um, it's a lawsuit in Cook County Circuit Court. So it's courts that you and I and all of us are paying for, but the judge, the original judge in the case named Clear Quish, uh, said um, you can seal a bunch of things, allow them to seal a bunch of filings. Now, there was one filing that made a vague and brief and fleeting reference to PPP fraud allegations with some of the $7.6 million that they got. That was a few months ago. We saw that. Uh, our lawyers, um, Steve Mendel and Brian Saussier, who help us with a lot of things, um, they went to court and they filed a motion of interve- to intervene from um, WBZ and the Sun-Times from us, our Chicago public media family, and they won. You know, they argued very effectively that this is a public court. Uh, that original judge, by the way, recused herself a few days after our motion without explanation. She doesn't have to explain um, their different theories. But at the end of the day, she recused herself. New judge came in, um, Judge Conlin, and and Judge Conlin said, you know what? This was a a gross overuse of sealing these files. Mm -hmm. The public should know what is in these files. And and the defendant's lawyers heatedly tried to block us from doing that. They lost. We won. So in the midst of all this, what are the founders of Maple and Ash saying? So the founders of Maple and Ash told us that that there's absolute. Well, their lawyer told us that there is absolutely uh, no fraud. That they that these are are false allegations, and that they will prevail in court. Um, now I m- mentioned earlier that two of the founders fought each other. And the one um, and they settled that dispute earlier this year, and one of them did talk to me and said, uh, "Look, I-, I was in rehab, frankly, at the time." that this all went down, and I think everything was done uh, correctly, but I didn't sign those uh, PPP documents swearing that we're going to use the money uh, for payroll and, and other legitimate uses. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was what they told us. You initially reported on alleged fraud at Maple and Ash in the spring, in April. What's, right. what's happened since then? Right. That's exactly what I meant when I said that there was a vague reference earlier in the year to, um, you know, 
possible PPP this fraud. Was, this might have been happening. But there were far deeper uh, and more detailed documents here that were ki- hidden from public view. So what's happened since then is our lawyers went to court. And this is how we make the sausage. I like to think the premium sausage here at WBZ. It's not pledge week, but, you know, when you donate your this money, this is what we're working on. We're, we're trying to unseal these records because they contain allegations uh, having to do with taxpayer dollars. So... The new allegations or the more detailed allegations, I should say, uh, say that all the money Mm. was diverted. You know, seven point six million dollars was diverted and they claim to have, like I said, smoking gun proof receipts. You know, two million dollar payment, actually two point two million dollars to an aviation company that sells these jets Um, that may have only been part of the of the cost of the jet. Um, but they 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 bought a jet, um, and and there are like I said receipts where they claim that the money was deviated into other accounts, mm-hmm. and that the money was then used for country club fees at the Beverly Country Club on the Southwest Side, and and other just direct personal payments, right. which of course, as we said, are denied by the defendants. We mentioned earlier that this is far from the only alleged or confirmed PPP loan fraud. In this area, I mean, how does this Maple and Ash situation compare, though, to the other examples that we've seen over the past few years? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, you, you know, there are a number of cases that have come to the surface reported by us and by the Sun-Times, uh, sometimes in tandem, uh, about uh, public employees, Chicago Park District, uh, Cook County uh, Chief Judge's Office, uh, Clerk of Cook County Courts, City Hall, to police officers charged uh, criminally uh, to former police officers, one who just retired, charged criminally with defrauding this program. So um, there are allegations all over the place. What's different here, I think, is a lot of people would say, oh, well, you're going after some of these public employees that got fifteen, twenty, or $30,000 in some cases. Why aren't you going after the big fish? Uh, so, you know, whether this ends up being one of these big fish that they catch, again, there are no criminal charges yet, but... Yeah, the, the fraud is is believed to be rampant to the to the point where you know there's um, there's an extension of the statute of limitations because federal law enforcement and prosecutors think it's going to take uh, longer than than the the, the, the statute of limitations mm. previously would allow to catch all of them. I mean, why why do you think the Paycheck Protection Program saw so much fraud, Dan? I mean, you, you've covered this kind of stuff. For years, right? You, you've covered a lot of corrupt politicians, a lot of allegations yeah, of misuse of funds in government. Was there something that the Small Business Administration should have done to improve the, the PPP program? You know, when you're talking about this amount of money and you're talking about thousands and thousands of recipients, and then on top of it, you're trying to get that money out the door as fast as possible, I, you got to imagine that this sort of thing was inevitable. You know, it's just huge amounts of money um, being dispersed with few questions asked. And I would argue a a desperate time for a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it feels like a million years ago, but it was three and a half years ago. And we all remember the mindset then when every month unemployment numbers are coming out and unemployment went from like almost a historic low Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, the, the the people applying for unemployment was increasing exponentially by by the week and the month. Right. Well, so getting back to to Maple and Ash, what comes next? Like, what's the timeline for this lawsuit to proceed? 
No, we, we don't know what comes next. I mean, uh, it's a civil case. Uh, there are parties that presumably uh, could settle, you know, okay. and um, and uh, there's a new judge in the case, as I mentioned, coincidentally or not, right after we intervened to get those files unsealed, a new judge was assigned. So I'm sure she's trying to get up to speed and we'll have to wade through um, all these filings that they, they already had, but that we now uh, are seeing for the first time because, like I said, our lawyers went and sa- and argued that transparency is paramount in, mm. in our court system. If the restaurant's founders were found guilty, what would be the next steps there? Uh, so, again, when you say found guilty, let me make clear, this is a civil case, so right. they're not going to be found guilty in the civil case, and there are no criminal charges uh, with regard to Maple and Ash. Um, but, um, you know, what would happen to the restaurant um, I guess you know, they were found to have done wrongdoing. Done what they? I'm certain that the plaintiffs will are, will be seeking restitution in the courts, and they are a bunch of investors, like I said, who plunked down millions and millions of dollars to be part of what's been a, a, an extremely successful business, uh, possibly the most successful restaurant in a town where, despite the recent troubles, yeah. you know, we we eat a lot here. We do. We eat we out do. a lot. That's WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mahalopoulos. Thank you, Dan. My pleasure. This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot and Dan Tucker, who also edited the podcast with Brenda Ruiz. Hear conversations about education, politics, arts, and culture, and more by subscribing to the Reset podcast. And when you do, make sure to leave a quick rating and review so that more listeners can find our show. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.